<laughs> I need to bring something to your attention because I followed oh, up no. with Elise a question here. Oh. You said Elise was gone for something you did not know what it was. <laughs> yeah. And the answer is she went to the dentist. No, no, no. <laughs> she told me no. she was getting soloed. That's what she said. No, 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 no. She said, I'm going to get. After the fact, yes, I did. But, but she was not here for recording. I was had <laughs> to go to the dentist. I need a new dentist. I don't like mine. I don't like my dentist because he has kind of a big belly, and that's I'm mm. not anti big belly, but like <laughs> it like yeah. presses against my head. Ooh, that's weird. When he's like leaning, and then you, no, I don't love you that. can hear things. <laughs> yikes! He gurgles, and I don't want to hear any of that. <laughs> okay, we cannot use this, but yikes! Okay. <laughs> or can we use it? It's I don't too know. much intimacy for yeah, a dentist. Nobody knows who my dentist is. Uh, I'm not giving you his name. I don't even know his name. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm uncomfortable listening to you tell the story, then our <laughs> listeners do not want to hear you tell the story. <laughs> I think they like it. Uh, Let us know. <laughs> All right, welcome back <laughs> to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff with me, as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. I almost missed my cue because I'm still uncomfortable from that intro story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all together for a while. It's yeah. been so I, long since has. we've all been together to record. Yeah. yeah. How's everybody doing? Good. Are we good? You're Everybody's right. good. Well, oh, last man. week I had bronchitis sure. and pneumonia. Right. So Patrick's basically died whammy. and been resurrected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you look great. Thank you. I like your non-traditional headwear. Yep. Yeah. Yes. He's wearing Is this a, a pneumonia covering? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, I'm, we have to record a video after this. I'm already getting in character. Oh, He's wearing okay. a pirate's do-rag. Yes. Yeah. I had a pirate hat on, but it, uh, my headphones can't fit over <laughs> sure. the wide brim. This is way cooler. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's a little, you know, thug life, I think, so. <laughs> pirate life. Pirate life. Yeah, the pirate life for me. Really, so you're wearing a striped t-shirt, so really you just look like Smee mm. okay. from Peter okay. Pan. Yep. Sure. But if if you want to tell yourself it's thug life, I think spelled it, with a Y, <laughs> we thug? can do that. <laughs> life or thug? <laughs> which will be spelled with a Y. <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah. The Y is silent in both cases. <laughs> it's not where you would expect it. <laughs> Big life. I mean, <laughs> pirates have swords and they do. guns and cannons. I mean, that's pretty thug. You that know. is pretty thug. It's pretty hardcore. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And tattoos. Earrings. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. You know, pro. The pirate life is a is a hardcore life. Get the, so. the yeah. anchor with mom written across it. I don't think that's think what that's they would That's more like get. the Navy than a pirate. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a pirate thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Do you want that as a tattoo? No, I don't want any tattoos. <laughs> I don't want your condiments. I don't want your anchors. You don't like your mom? I love my mom. I do not need a tattoo oh. to prove that I love my mom. Okay. Well, mm. Maybe you do. I'm, you maybe. Nope, I don't. We should ask her if she feels loved enough. Yes. <laughs> She's a listener. She well, can write in. Yeah, Pan, have Pan her write in. Write yeah. in. Let us know that you feel loved enough by your son. Or let us know that you don't no, no. and that you would like him to get <laughs> a tattoo. Lie <laughs> if necessary. It's fine. <laughs> I've got news. We're rambling here. We've been rambling for yeah, a while. Let's, let's, let's get into our nonsense story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important. Um, okay. Uh, from CNN. Oh. Huh? Um, don't cook chicken in NyQuil. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. FDA warns about dangerous social media challenges. Is this because we can't use palm oil anymore? So we have to use NyQuil. <laughs> No, this is because we're idiots and we will do anything that the internet tells us to do, like eat Tide Pods or whatever. Right. Like, we're just stupid. And so the FDA now has to I've tell you NyQuil, that it's a bad idea. I've heard NyQuil is vegan, guys. I don't know. 
Well, that doesn't mean you should boil your the, chicken. The in chicken it. is not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you're gonna boil everything in Nyquil and keep it vegan, you'd probably want to go like maybe some kidney beans or something. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Really uh, absorb that flavor. That Nyquil flavor. Yeah. That's disgusting. Why are yeah. people doing this? Because of they're TikTok. idiots. <laughs> because of TikTok. Yes. Uh, social media trend. Relying on peer pressure is misusing non-prescription medication, encouraging viewers to do so. This is from the FDA. Um, These video challenges, which often target use, can harm people and even cause death. Okay. Cool. So I bet... Fun story, guys. There's very few people who are actually cooking chicken in NyQuil. Right. But there's some idiot who's trying to get people to There are some people who are doing it for the the likes. Yep. Doing Um, it for the gram. And they say, even if you're not eating the chicken... The fumes can be pretty harmful because boiling oh. a medication changes. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this. It changes its properties. <laughs> I mean, I did. I can't say that I like knew that as a fact, but it makes sense. I took a right. science class once. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty basic. Yeah, I mean, I certainly if you told me like would boiling NyQuil do anything, I'd be like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> maybe if you're like, I need this NyQuil, but I also am congested, so I want like. A steamed version, <laughs> like a hot toddy, just yes. made with Nyquil. Yeah, maybe yeah. you could put it in your your neti pot. You know, Ni- oh, no. the Ooh. Nyquil neti. <laughs> this sounds like a really that bad idea. Definitely bad for you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the FDA is going to be writing us a letter if we uh, don't right. stop that conversation right, right now. Yeah, um, unfortunately, social media. This is from the AAP. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> social media rewards outrageous <laughs> behavior, and the more outrageous, the bigger the bragging rights. I mean, that's probably true. <laughs> Um, if you were, you know, to have a medication-y, flavory for your, you know, chicken oh. dish, what would you choose? What oh, what flavor for? would I go for? Yeah. for a... Flintstones vitamins. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe crushed Flintstone yeah. vitamins and crusted chicken. Mm. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Not, not too bad, bad, right? Yeah. yeah. If you, especially if you like, you mix those uh, vitamins in with like an actual breadcrumb, so you get like a crunch yes. with a little. Yeah. I could see that. That's actually not bad. Maybe I mean maybe like an emergency. It's like orangey, mm, so it could yeah. be like a citrus, you know, from the Caribbean. Emergencies have a variety of flavors. You could go other directions too. So I think really the classic can, is orange. The though, classic right? is, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my. That's right. my. Some of that, some of that Advil used to be pretty good when they were coating it in the like the little candy coating. Right. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. I could see yeah. it. What yeah. about like one of those? Uh, the I mean, the cherry cough syrup is gross, but like some of the cherry cough drops are not bad. And you can get like a little cherry glaze on mm-hmm. a on a roasted chicken breast. Um, you, you lost me at cough drops. Cough drops taste disgusting. Okay. I'm anti cough <laughs> drop. I mean, I was I've been sucking them down through my bronchitis phase, <laughs> and they were all horrible. So you don't want it on your chicken. I do not. Okay. I do not want my cough drop. A little chicken. demi-glaze on your, like a little on your chicken breast. You could melt, yeah, you melt it down and, you know, yeah, just, right. okay, I could see. Drizzle it on. Oh, this is a terrible discussion. <laughs> we've, had, think, we've had some bad food discussions. I think we need a- This is up there. Uh, yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for the FDA telling us not to do this, we could do a taste test. No, I'm, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Bring it in next week. Do not. So this your favorite medicine recipes. <laughs> <laughs> you know once upon a time that's how medicine got started people just been like let's mm-hmm. put this stuff together right hey look i felt better guess that's medicine now right i think that was probably punctuated by a whole lot of oops he died <laughs> <laughs> you know. and i miss right. the days Inevitable. i mean this was before all of our times where we're like you know it's medicine cocaine <laughs> like, go to the pharmacy get yourself a little opium <laughs> like right. that'll clear you up right yeah. you know they, what i bet they it weren't did. wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the glory days of medicine 
<laughs> yeah, I did not get that. I got a steroid shot. That's what I got for my pneumonia. Oh, yeah. So. I thought you looked a little more cut when you came back. Yeah. And, and steroid pills. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. are very chalky. I do not recommend. No, those <laughs> so. don't those coat your chicken in steroid give you pills. A terrible aftertaste. Yeah, they, yeah, they're horrible. I had to take them when I had the long COVID. I had to take a steroid pack and I was like, bleh. Every yeah. time I took one for like five minutes afterwards, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, not a fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has I been real fun. To if you <laughs> take it with whiskey, it's not so bad. <laughs> Maybe that's the whiskey dear, and, trick. And dear listeners, <laughs> dear listeners, please know we do not <laughs> recommend this. Alisa, I do. This is, <laughs> is not, the entire point of Alisa what I just said. is not said. a medical professional. <laughs> we TikTok are. challenge, whiskey and steroids. No. No. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, All right, let's get to our main thing. Please don't sue us. Let's record this for... For y'all the third time, hey man, I'm coming in fresh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> we're doing First Corinthians. We, uh, You might have heard our uh, our apology last week. Yeah. Uh, Elise and I had a great podcast all about First Corinthians. Podcasts, got, I hear. Podcasts. Well, we don't need to talk about that <laughs> part of it. Uh, but it got lost uh, to, to the world. Uh, somewhere it exists. And it was, I think. Actually quite a good podcast. Yeah, maybe the best Elise and I have ever done. Right. Okay. Certainly in the time frame of the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so yeah. I'll, you want me to sit here and be quiet? Yeah, I'm just sure. Like, let you y'all, yeah, you just, uh, let y'all right. just say the same jokes. Exactly. I'm sure it will happen. I only Probably. have so many jokes. Um, but so we're going to try it again. We're going to get First Corinthians. Patrick is now manning the uh, recordings uh, booth. Yes. Uh, so we're good to go. We're not going to lose it all. It'll be okay. Yeah. All right. So oh we're going to jump into First Corinthians. I'm Back ready. to Paul. Yes. I saw something pop up in my news feed this, or like my uh, memories this morning. Okay. Two years ago. We released Deuteronomy wow. on this day. So we've been doing this Bible series for like over two years. That's a long time, guys. That is a long time. I think was I here just, for that? Uh, I, I was here for that. I tagged you in the post. So Wow, there you Man, go. And I've been here longer than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> right. Time for Elise to get out of here. <laughs> I've been here too long. <laughs> yeah, I need to rethink things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Corinth. I'm the, excited. City, the city yeah. to which the letter of the Corinthians is written. I like First Corinthians. Oh, what do you like about it? It is filled with drama. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yes. It's like middle school. It's great it's in great. some ways. Yeah. yeah, it is. I and you can just see, like, you can just feel Paul's writing, like, just like the seething anger <laughs> that he has towards this church because right. he also knows them. Like, yeah. they're 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 familiar. Yeah, He's right. Like, cannot believe you why idiots. do i have to keep saying right. this <laughs> yeah right. like you can just like it just like just like it's just so permeated in everything yeah like for the moment go he's just so mad right like, i dig that yeah yeah, yeah. One and, thing and, we, and it's so yeah so much drama I yeah. Love it. yeah yeah one thing we talked about when we <laughs> initially recorded this and we'll get back to it I'm and sure, we'll get yeah. back to it is that because he knows this church and he's probably responding to a letter from them yeah, yeah. there's so many specific examples so it's uh-huh. not just drama it's like like the good drama. It's not like yeah. It's not like oh, sometimes yeah. people will maybe think this. It's like right. no, you idiot. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah. We'll get into that too. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, so let's talk about Corinth a little bit. Set the scene here, right? Because we're writing to a particular community. Um, so Corinth was a, a wealthy city. It was the capital of uh, this region of the Roman Empire known as Achaia. Um, it was a port city. Uh, one of my favorite parts about it is that it had a fake canal because um, they hadn't yet uh, figured out how to like. I mean, they could dig canals, but in this particular region, they didn't have the ability to dig the canal they wanted to dig. And so they just had a little strip of land and you'd park your boat on one side 
and then a whole bunch of slaves would carry your stuff across the land and they'd put it on another boat and you'd keep sailing. Or if you had a small boat, they'd like roll your boat across the land <laughs> and get to the other side, which I, I don't know. I think that's fun, but maybe that's just me. That's kind fine. Funny. Yeah. Um, but so they had a whole lot of wealth. Uh, Corinth was super rich. Uh, it was a city on the rise. It was known as diverse and very tolerant of uh, new ideas. It wanted, you know, kind of everybody to have the ability to believe what they believed and do what they wanted to do. Um, it was Jerks. also, I know, right? Uh, it was also a young <laughs> city. kind of awesome, um, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was only about 100 years old, uh, which is one of the crazy things that I think about sometimes is that like at one point, these cities that are <laughs> ancient to us right. were new. And so it was a young city. It was a city that was kind of like the up and coming place um, for new money. So I if you like, were new and wealthy, you wanted to go and hang on. I feel like we need some new cities. We, yeah. I feel like in, the United, in the United States. Yeah. Like what would anywhere be? really, right? When's the last like new city? Like, is it, mm. is it Dubai? I mean, is that, was that a new city? Probably. Yeah. That's like the, Yeah. I like the idea. Like, let's just like somebody. I just pick a place, new why, city. What are these rich dudes who's instead of go, don't go to Mars, build us buy a new city, some land, and build a new city. Like, yeah. build like the perfect city. We won't be able to live there. That's fine. I just want to know that it exists. You know, you like, just, I don't want to go to Utopia. I just want to know Utopia is real. <laughs> well, like a city that like like makes sense from the ground up for like modern era. Because oh, like okay. now we're trying to like figure Fix. it out. Yeah, we're right. fixing old things, <laughs> retrofitting, yeah. right? Always harder, yeah. always more expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's sort of. I do what not recommend trying to retrofit Corinth for a modern uh, day. That's Some of these like master plan communities are sort of that, sure. right? Because yeah. you have all the like combined like retail and eating I mean, and living and the Woodlands schools. was that for the 1970s and 80s. Okay, there you go. The Woodlands is a new city. Yeah. Yeah, but like I mean, like streets that make like sense, like it's all a grid. You know, like it makes yeah. like. The grid makes sense to you. That doesn't mean the grid always makes sense. The grid always makes sense. <laughs> Not always. City, like streets that like are windy and, you know, don't make any sense. Like that's what doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know. All right. We're way off topic. We this are, has nothing to do with court. Right. All right. So uh, they were also, because of all this wealth, they were famous for lavish lifestyles and uh, excessive consumption. So <laughs> lots of feasts, lots of parties, lots of uh events of the night shall we say um i don't know shall we <laughs> is there a better way to say that um and so there was actually a phrase uh there was roman slang uh for sexual perm- or sexually promiscuous people um saying that they were acting like a corinthian that was uh their way of kind of identifying that uh so paul uh we know in acts 18 i'm gonna bring uh, that back yeah let's acting let's like a corinthian. Yeah, acting okay. like a corinthian over there yeah <laughs> like hey it, halloween's coming up don't, don't get a, don't, don't get a Corinthian, like a Corinthian costume, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if we read Acts 18, which we've covered, uh, the book of Acts already, uh, we'd hear a lot about Paul's uh, connection to the Corinthian church, as uh, Patrick mentioned. Uh, he is familiar. Uh, he right. was there for about 18 months, um, started the church, knows them uh, really, really well. Um, so he knows this congregation, right? And so uh, the community uh, that was worshiping in Corinth was probably ethnically and economically diverse. Um, so Paul's not just writing to a group of Jewish believers. He's not just writing to a group of people who are slaves. He's writing to a group of people that kind of cover the gamut in this community. Uh, that's probably a part of the problem that we're going to get to is that this is a very <laughs> diverse community and they're not handling that well. Uh, they are known as kind of the problem congregation, as Patrick mentioned, lots of uh, uh, issues, shall we say, for <laughs> now. Um, and they've been in dialogue. This is one of the things that I think is uh, most helpful for us to remember. We have uh, what we call First Corinthians, this is probably at least Paul's second letter to this church in Corinth. Um, he has written to them at least one other time, and they have written to him at least uh, at least once, um, because he says in chapter five, um, "I wrote to you in my letter." So that's 
probably referencing a different letter. Um, and then uh, we see this exchange that he's gotten visits from Chloe's people. Um, they probably have sent a letter with specific questions because in chapter seven, he'll talk about like specific topics that they have raised. Um, so there has been excessive communication back and forth between Paul and uh, and the Corinthian church. And so in some sense, it's like we're um, sitting on a subway next to someone talking on their cell phone and we're hearing Paul's side of the conversation, but we're not getting to know what the Corinthians are saying back to any of this. And so that's a unique perspective to have. I think Corinthians is extremely valuable and worth reading, um, but we just have to keep that perspective in mind. Uh, so let me pause there for a minute. What do we what do we think about that as we're setting this up? Good, bad, otherwise, surprising, <laughs> not surprising. For good, for good about it. Yep. Okay. I'm pro. Um, I, I, I like. Thank you. <laughs> I like Corinthians, and I've got some thoughts here as we wrap up on why I like Corinthians. Okay. But I, I do really think that this is a valuable book of the Bible and one of the earliest letters of Paul. Yeah, one so of. Yeah. Maybe mm. maybe not the earliest, but it's definitely pretty early. Yeah, we covered right? Galatians in our first uh, foray into Paul um, because theoretically that could be the earliest letter, yeah. and we think Corinthians is shortly after uh, mm-hmm. Galatians. So this is probably uh, very early in the in the throes of Paul's writings and things yeah. like that. So this, um, is, this is early church figuring it out. Yep. And, absolutely. Uh, and I do like a lot. And of, it's messy. Even though I think a lot of their questions, I think are kind of silly. Right. And a lot of things that Paul's angry about, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> but I do we'll like, into that. I do like that. It's an early church figuring it out. Yeah. Right. So, so there are uh, lots of parts of Corinthians that you will probably be familiar with. Even if you say, I've never read the book of Corinthians, that's fine. Um, there are probably parts that you're familiar with. Um, chapter 11 has our communion liturgy. Um, the words that we use for communion week after yep. week come straight from Paul's letter to 1 Corinthians. Um, the Chapter 12 has the um, the metaphor of the body of Christ being like a bo- or <laughs> the church, sorry, being like the body of Christ, uh, having parts. And so the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. The ear can't say to the eye, etc. You've probably heard that. And then chapter 13 is ever famous as... As, at least you remember the love chapter the love chapter love it's is the wedding patient love is the wedding kind. liturgy a lot of weddings a yes. lot of weddings totally misusing that passage because as patrick said paul's like super angry this entire time and right. he's not <laughs> writing to a couple on their wedding day um he is writing to people who are not treating one another appropriately and he's like <laughs> he's probably shouting rubbing his temples why do i have to keep telling you love is patient and yeah, yeah. going through there mm-hmm. um so that's what we got all right so let's uh dive into this uh with uh the book of romans um this is probably no, uh, let me finish my sentence. Oh. With the Book of Romans, uh-huh. uh, Corinthians is probably one of in the kitchen. <laughs> probably one of Paul's two most uh, major works. Right, they are the longest of letters. Uh, Romans is very theological in nature. Corinthians, as Patrick has mentioned, very pastoral in nature. Right, we're addressing very specific issues. I'm really trying to help uh, the congregation address uh, what's happening in this context. Uh, so there are kind of five major sections that we can uh, um, break this book up into. Uh, chapters one through four uh, are going to address divisions within the church. Uh, chapters 5 through 7 are going to address issues around sex. Chapters 8 through 10 are going to address issues around food. Chapters 11 through 14 are going to address issues around the gathering or what we'd call worship. Um, and chapter 15 are going to address uh, issues around the resurrection. So in each of these sections, Paul's going to define the problem and give some very specific, sometimes explicit examples of what is happening <laughs> and what the problem is. And then he is going to respond uh, with the gospel in some way, some shape or form or another. He's going to respond with this good news of Jesus Christ, um, which for me is uh, super uh, meaningful because that's basically what a pastor's role is even today, is we take these uh, everyday issues and we try to define a problem and we try to address those things uh, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And a lot of that is modeled off of what Paul is doing in Corinthians and in some of his other letters. Um, so I find that really 
helpful. That's, you know, a, a pastoral response that is rooted in theology. That's what we try to do. All right, so what we're going to do um, is we're going to talk about each of these sections uh, quickly, and then we're going to dive into one a little bit more in depth and have some more conversation about it. Which Sound one? good? Mm-hmm. What's that? Which one? Oh, you're going to find out. Okay. <laughs> do you have a Wait with a bated vote? breath. Yeah, do you, you want to let us know what you want to talk about? Uh, I assume it's going to be one of the last two. Well, we'll see. My food is my favorite, but yeah. was, you know. I think I gotta remember my notes. I now. also like food. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's actually gonna be food. We're gonna dive into food. All right, uh, but so uh, divisions of the church uh, problem. Uh, everybody's got a favorite teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have a favorite teacher from like high school, elementary school, college? I, I do. Yeah, yeah. So. sinners. <laughs> no favorite teachers. <laughs> so uh, Paul has left. Paul's on to other communities and other people came in behind Paul to keep teaching. And then uh, essentially there are factions within the church that are like, hey, uh, we like Apollos more. We like this guy Cephas more. We like uh, Paul more. And then they start fighting with one another. And it's not just that they like one person more than another. That's fine. It's that they use the fact that they like this other teacher as a reason to deride and uh, not appreciate another member of the Christian community at the time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not great. Just like listeners of Beyond Sunday are like... You all have a favorite. You all have your favorite. We Mostly all know. it's me. Sure. Yes. Yep. We all know that Elise <laughs> is in first and uh, Pastor David and Patrick duel it out for second. We get sure. it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> we're all comfortable with our status in this world. Um, yeah. So uh, Paul's response to this, uh, the gospel says, look, all of us serve Jesus. This is stupid. Um, it's not about Paul. It's not about Apollos. It's not about any of that. All of us are serving Jesus. And if you're looking to serve any one of us, you're missing the point. So that's the gospel message that he has for them there. Um, then he's going to dive into uh, questions about sex. Um, this really is rooted in a problem of abuse and freedom of Christ, right? So they have um, this notion that we are free in Christ, and they, uh, the, the Corinthians, uh, are taking that to mean, well, I can do whatever I want because I'm free in Christ. And so everything is lawful for me um, if, I, uh, if I'm free in Christ. And so that meant that we had people visiting temple prostitutes. It meant that we had one uh, specific individual that's called out for uh, being in a sexual relationship with his stepmom. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, not great. Uh, and then Jesus, or, and Paul's going to ultimately have to respond uh, with the gospel in that situation. Uh, and his gospel message is that, look, Jesus uh, redeemed even these broken relationships from sexual misconduct. That Jesus' redemption is to fix these broken relationships, not to allow you to continue to have broken relationships that are rooted in abuses of power or um, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, it comes down to this idea that what we do with our body really mm-hmm. matters and that our freedom in Christ uh, doesn't mean that we just get to do whatever we want, but that what we do with our body still really matters. Yeah, and I think last time we recorded this, you said something that I thought was really important about mm. how the yep. arguments <laughs> Wish I had that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll come back to you. The okay. arguments against homosexuality that we hear mm-hmm. in Christianity, a lot of that is rooted from this passage, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. that is not actually Paul's intention. Well, it's probably, it's probably not what Paul is addressing, right? Because right. uh, when we think about... Uh, a, a homosexual relationship today, you know, a, a mm-hmm. couple that is uh, married and committed to one another, perhaps raising a family, right? That is not the type of relationship that Paul is addressing. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul is specifically addressing uh, relationships in which there is um, an abuse of power happening mm-hmm. where not both parties are not um, equal and contributing members of the relationship, but someone is in the position of power and is abusing the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think it's really helpful to keep that in mind when we're reading this because some translations do pull this out and specifically use our modern English word of homosexuality. Um, but our understanding of homosexuality is unlikely to be what Paul was addressing when right. he was addressing this. Yeah. Sorry, you looked like you had something to say, Patrick. No. It's just the do-rag. It makes it look like it's you're you do very look inquisitive. Thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with it. Patrick looks too thoughtful. I don't know what to do with that. 
I wouldn't have thought that a do rag would make you look more thoughtful. Yeah, you know, we're maybe, all surprised. Maybe right. it's like if I one day, you know, go bald here or mm. bald. Yeah, you can consider yeah. this. Just shave yeah. it, and then I'll yeah. look like you know smarter. So right, yeah. I would have thought it would swing more like swashbuckling, but it's more like okay, okay, it's I more can see. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who knew? All right, so we're maybe, gonna... I'm, maybe I'm I'm coming across that way on the podcast too. I bet. Yeah, you're <laughs> coming across this very <laughs> our, our listeners podcast. can't hear this, but I bet they're feeling it. right. They, they feel your thoughtfulness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we're going to move into uh, food, um, and uh, particularly we're talking about meat sacrificed to idols. We're going to dive more into this in a little bit. Um, but Jesus or Paul's ultimate response is: Listen, if you're trying to serve Jesus, then you should be serving your neighbors. Um, and will it cause you or others to stumble? Um, then you probably shouldn't do it. If it's not going to cause you or others to stumble, then it's probably not a big deal. And we're going to talk more about what that means in a little bit. But that's kind of his response that comes in there. Um, the gathering. So this is uh, the worship time that we're getting into. Um, worship uh, was not what we think of as Sunday morning worship, right? Where you come in, you sit in for an hour, and there's a pastor in a robe who uh, talks for a Dress. little bit, and you sing some songs. Yeah, fine. Dress. <laughs> uh, and then you leave, right? It was That was not worship. Worship was probably Sunday evenings. Uh, and it was probably in somebody's home and it was probably um, pretty free flowing. Like there was probably some teaching, maybe from multiple different people. There was probably a meal as part of it, including communion as part of that process. Uh, and what was happening, we think, in the Corinthian church, based on Paul's writings, is that this was uh, getting a little out of hand. And people were using uh, gifts of the spirit to try to approve their own uh not necessarily authority, but prove that they're like the better Christian, like, oh, I'm more faithful. And so if you imagine like a worship service and sitting there and uh, the pastor stands up and starts to give a sermon and then suddenly someone stands up from the back and they're like, I have a word from the Lord. And they start like preaching at the same time. And then while they're doing that, a third person stands up and they're like, but I have a a tongue to pray. And they start speaking in a language that nobody (laughs) understands. And like all this is happening at the same time. Right. And so this becomes a very chaotic situation, uh, a situation in which no one is really able to experience Christ or learn about Christ. Um, particularly imagine being like a guest that's coming to that worship service for the first time. <laughs> being like, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be learning about right. this. Be exciting at least. It, w- right. it would be something. Yeah. And if there's uh, food, yeah. there's food. food. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, so that's one of the other things wants, is yeah. with the food, right? So we have this diverse, uh, economically diverse group of believers. And so there were probably some who were wealthy, who didn't have to work throughout the day, who would get there early and have food and meals and all that. And then the people who were servants or laborers were working all day, would come later and the food was gone <laughs> or all the people were already drunk or, you know, and so yeah. Paul has to be like, why do I have to tell you this? But don't get drunk before you go to communion. Like that's, right. that's not what this is about. And it's not just like abstain from alcohol forever and ever. I mean, it's like you're a part of this community and you are indulging um, to the expense of other members of your community. Mm-hmm. Like some of you are drunk and some of you are hungry. That is not how the the body of Christ right. is supposed to function. All of you should be fed um, together. Uh, and so Paul actually will go on and say like, listen, just eat before you come. Like if, if, that, if that's a problem, like eat before you come and then come and share uh, in the body of Christ together. Yeah, swing by the Corinthian McDonald's. Right. <laughs> grab some nuggets. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess the temple is like the Corinthian McDonald's. You go by the temple of Artemis or whoever and yeah. grab some chicken nuggets. Chicken oh, nuggies. Chicken nuggies. <laughs> At least potluck this. That's right. right. <laughs> Bring your hot dish. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there uh, in the in the gospel response, uh, this is where we get uh, Paul's metaphor of the church as a body. And so the church is a body. Um, you have different parts, but you have a shared goal. And if you're not supporting one another, 
um, then you're missing it. And love is what compels us to uh, do that. Love is what compels us to share that uh, gospel work for one another. And so this is also where we get the the love chapter. Um, so it's not just about um, a new couple loving one another. It's about the community um, showing love for one another and expressing that love through the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the resurrection. Uh, and there were people who were like, you know what? In Corinth here, we say we can believe whatever we want. And so, I don't know, this resurrection thing doesn't seem so great. I'm cool with Jesus. I'm cool with being good and probably loving my neighbor, but I don't think we need to believe in this resurrection thing. It seems kind of bunk. And Paul will ultimately say, uh, you're an idiot. And if you don't believe in the resurrection, then you're wasting your time. And I think he calls him a fool or says I'm a fool if this is not true. I think mm-hmm. we're, we're to be pitied more than all men. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that uh, we're all wasting our time. And not only that, we're wasting our time more than anyone else is wasting their time. Yeah. Right. If this is if this is not true. Which so. is not great. Yeah. So resurrection, probably also true. Okay. Um, so a couple uh complicated teachings of Paul that we kind of have to brush over. Uh role of women, uh kind of a mixed bag as far as Paul is concerned in the Corinthian church. Um there's uh, talk about the head coverings, there's talk about them being subordinate to men. Um, but again, I think it's really important to keep this within the context of a specific community. Um, that was addressing specific issues because Paul doesn't lift up these same uh, concerns in other letters that Paul writes. And so I think that's worth uh, us remembering. Um, and then we already talked about uh, how it can be used or misused uh, to denounce uh, homosexuality. So we yeah. don't have to go back on that. So let's talk about food. Food. That's it. Have either of you ever eaten food sacrificed to an idol? To my knowledge, no. To your no, knowledge? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, can't, I mean, you can't say that with confidence? I don't know where I buy food at HEB. I don't know what happened to yeah. that food before it got before I mean, it came into my home. I guess that's fair. I can say with pretty decent confidence that the food, the meat you bought at HEB was not sacrificed to an idol. I, I can just, <laughs> I'm just saying, whoever butchered that cow, I have no idea of the process that went into it. <laughs> that's <laughs> all where right. do you source your goats from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask. <laughs> Maybe next uh, time I will. Uh, well, we'll just go with that. Uh, Is the butcher available? Let's ground beef, ninety ten. That's you know, the, uh, lean here. What, 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 it's only ten percent. Any, uh, any idols? Ten percent idols. Any idols involved? All right. So when you uh, when you think about food and the food that you eat, do you think about your freedom in Christ? Do you think about those two having connection to one another? Almost never. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I think there are people that take what they eat very seriously, right? Like there sure. are people who follow follow specific diets because of some sort of moral imperative Mm -hmm. i am not that person (laughs) so can't relate um but i understand that this is still a thing for people Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say that like whether or not it's been sacrificed to an idol just doesn't really it's not a factor for us these days yeah here so why why would it have been a factor for the corinthians maybe that's that's where they source their meat was the temples yeah Yeah. their their heb was the temple right right? so uh for the corinthian church right uh you've got this diverse or ethnically diverse group of believers you have uh probably jewish people who have uh, come to believe in christ living in corinth and you've got gentile people who have come to believe in christ living in corinth and they would have had very different dietary understandings right we've talked about jewish uh, kosher laws before about the restrictions that they had and the, the understanding of what they were allowed to eat not allowed to eat and who they were allowed to eat with and the gentiles would not have had any of that Um, they would have said yeah of course i can eat this and so uh in one sense the jewish believers were saying you can't go to the temple and eat that because that's you know inappropriate and it's not you know it's sacrilegious etc it's acknowledging another god and the gentiles like is what i've always eaten Mm -hmm. like why does this matter and so it gets down to this question of uh, freedom in christ and what it means that we that we have freedom in christ and how do we define that and so paul's going to write about it this way and this is chapter 9 verse 19 Uh, for though i am free with respect to all i have made myself a slave to all so that i might win more of them 
Uh, to the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law so that I might win those under the law. He goes on to list a whole bunch of people that he became like. And this is verse 23. I do it all for the sake of the gospel so that I might sh- so that I may share in its blessings. Um, so Paul understands this idea of our freedom in Christ um, not being for ourselves, but being for others, um, that we use our freedom in order to share the gospel with others. So how does that strike you in contrast to what we might commonly think of as freedom in the United States or even freedom in Christ? I think it goes back to what you said about what we do with our bodies matters, right? Mm. Like this is still something, eating is still something you do with your body. Like, yeah. And it, it matters. It matters whether or not you're harming somebody Mm. when you eat right um i think it's like you wouldn't necessarily drink in front of a recovering alcoholic right like it's that same sort of mentality that i think is what he's getting at yeah this is going to harm somebody putting your own needs and desires aside right so you want to be an agent of redemption to the world right and Mm -hmm. so you you don't want to make choices that are harmful in that way yeah I think, and this is kind of like why I, my big thoughts about Corinthians is summed up in this. Like, there's a reason Paul like ends with this stuff on resurrection, and like that's the important part that we really have to hammer home. And it, and in these individual issues or bigger issues that he's kind of addressing, I believe like the overall theme that I'm picking up on is like that idea of Jesus died on the cross and rose again permeates every aspect of your life yeah. that it is not just what happens at church and it's kind of like you know part of why we're doing this podcast is it permeates how you perceive culture it mm-hmm. permeates how you perceive politics it permeates how you eat how you uh, perceive sex how you perceive your own pleasures yep. how, how every part of you that's supposed to get inside of like this idea that Jesus rose from the dead is is to get in there and change and shape. Mm-hmm. And so something as simple as what do I eat? The sense of the resurrection should be attached to that. Yeah. Now, you know, we can we can acknowledge that there are places and points in our own lives that, like it really hasn't permeated very deeply yeah. or very profoundly, but it's still supposed to be there. Yeah. You know, that. um that all those things matter. And I think part of that freedom is attached to it is like, it's not supposed to be based on rigidity. Like if you are a strong Christian and your Hindu neighbor invites you in for a meal and they pray, a, you know, a Hindu prayer, you can be like, well, I'm not eating this. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. like oh, this is not my, right. what I believe. Yeah. Like you can eat freely and, and respectfully and be mm-hmm. a part of that. Even mm-hmm. though you could say like, I disagree your perspective on the spiritual. We can disagree on, but I can be kind and respectful in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is part of that freedom. Uh, it's not based on like kind of a rigidity, but it's based on like a, well, a kindness and, yeah. uh, and, uh, and ultimately a, a desire to love those around me. Yeah. Um, sometimes at the expense of what I would be able to comfortable with and what I would enjoy. Yeah. I think right. that, that for me is the, the, the key kicker at the end there, right? That it's about a freedom to love uh, my neighbor at the expense of what I desire, right? That uh, our, our freedom in Christ uh, is not the freedom that we hear about so often in the political sphere or even in the just cultural sphere of, oh, well, I'm free to do whatever I want whenever I want. So you can't, uh, you know, you can't take my gun from me. You can't take my car from me. You can't tell me to turn my air conditioner down, right? Whatever, whatever it is that we're mm-hmm. arguing with, um, you know, that's how we, contextually think of freedom um, but when paul is talking about being free in christ uh he's really saying like hey, you're freed from all of that so that you can serve christ 
Like you're free from your bondage to whatever it is that uh, holds you uh, hold you captive in this world. Uh, your greed, your pleasure, whatever that is all, you're freed from all of that, so that you can serve your neighbor by serving Christ, so that other people can come to know the gospel of Jesus through your life. Uh, and that's a very different understanding of freedom that we're freed to serve Christ, not free to serve ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Luther will talk about this uh, in his uh, in his work, uh, the freedom of a Christian, which is beautiful. And if you haven't had a chance to read it before, I recommend it. It's really great. Um, but in the first couple of lines, he'll say, a Christian is perfectly free, Lord of all, subject to none. And a Christian is a perfectly dutiful servant of all, subject to all. And that we hold these paradoxes kind of next to one another, right? That we are completely free, right? Nobody can um, nobody can tell us that we're under their authority because we're only under God's authority and Christ's authority. But also we're called to serve all of those people and we're called to be a servant to all of them. And so we have to figure out what that uh, looks like. Um yeah, but then ultimately our freedom exists so that other people can come to know Christ. That's why we're free, so that other people can come to know Christ. Yeah. So Corinthians, what do we think? Yeah, I think uh, I also think this is an important one because, like we mentioned, this is one of Paul's earliest books. Yep. And so it kind of reminds us that like the idea that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead did not enter the Christian atmosphere generations after sure. Jesus. This yeah. is right at the beginning. Again, like that is central to this to what Paul is doing yeah. right away. Yeah. And so it kind of reminds us, you know, like that is not, you know, like you believe what you will. That, it, But Paul does not say this is a thing of legend. This is relatively early on in the, yeah. in the church. Mm-hmm. And that is like, this is what it's about. Yeah. Like, so. Uh, and I forget if it's Corinthians or one of his other letters where Paul actually says, like, I'm not telling you what someone else told me. I'm telling you what I heard from Jesus my, myself. Right. Because yeah. he, re- he references his own experience on the Damascus Road. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like, I heard this from Jesus. Like, I'm not just telling you a story that I've been passed down. Right? It's not just a legend that's been passed to me. This yeah. is what I know. Right. Because that's been told to me. And even Corinthians, he's like, and all these other people did it, too. Yeah. And if you have questions, you should ask them. Yep. Basically, <laughs> like, you got a, you got a yeah. question? Jesus appeared to, like, 500 people. Yeah. Go find one and talk yeah. to right. them. Yeah. So, like, it, it really kind of highlights that resurrection is so central and and matters so much. Yeah. 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 This is like the first 20 to 30 years of Christianity yeah. that Paul is writing right. this right here. So, this is, it's all new, right? I mean, imagine uh, if we just, like, started a new city today and what it would be like in 20 to 30 years to tell the story of how we sat in this room and... Planned our city. And planned our yeah. city. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, we'd be able to tell people, right? I'd like to think that all three of us would still be alive in 20 years and be I'm able to tell the story. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, it's, been, right. it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Elise, <laughs> so. uh, Elise and I will still be alive in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. We'll remember you. That's right. There'll be a monument to Patrick's memory. Right. right. Do you want the do-rag included or? For sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 That'd be good. <laughs> uh, overall impressions. Corinthians letter. Good. Good. Yeah. I mean, I think. Corinthians is one of those that's frequently misquoted and misunderstood, right? Sure. Uh, we talked a little bit about how arguments about things like homosexuality sometimes get drawn from Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I think it's interesting to read it outside of that context, right? Yeah. With some more understanding of what's going on. It's I've always thought of it as a book that sort of like deprioritizes joy to an extent, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's like, no, like no fun shall be had as yeah. you die in Christ, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing, which is a rhetoric that, you know, I grew up around sure. to an extent. Right. But, you know, for me, it's been reforming my understanding that it's not about deprioritizing joy. It's yeah. about fulfillment in true joy. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know not involving things that are harmful to other people right. and not, you know, misuse of power dynamics and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. 
may or may not include food fed to idols. I don't know. Yeah. Jury's still out on that, but. Yeah. It's also interesting. Like, you know, when I think of the context of Paul's overarching letters, right? This is one that's even more than others, very clearly written to specific context in a specific community. And, and we love to just pull stuff we out. We do. Yeah. Just we just pull <laughs> it out and, you know, make it apply to our thing, yeah. you know, and, and we do that on both sides of whatever particular issue you're on. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you can pull Corinthians out to support liberal and conservative agendas. Like, you know, right. we both do it. Let's not uh, claim that it's one or the other, but um, I, you know, it's one where like, I look at this letter, I look at Corinthians. I'm like, I don't know that Paul meant for this letter to be saved forever and ever. Amen. Right. You know, I think that Paul was writing to address very specific uh, issues. And I think Paul believed that he was writing with the spirit of God, compelling his pen right. um, or quill or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah the idea. <laughs> um, but I don't know that Paul was like sitting down and like, yeah, this is going to be in the new Testament. And everybody's right. like, what's the new Testament? It's like, don't worry about it. It's going to be coming. great. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know that that was his, particularly with this letter. Right. There are mm-hmm. other letters where it's like, Paul's writing this to a much more general community. Like, make sure you share this with these communities. And, and he's clear writing to address a broader audience um i think corinthians is just really specific in its nature and it's important to hold it in that context mm. and to allow the spirit to work in our understanding um through understanding it in its context because i think as patrick has mentioned it's beautiful and powerful and really meaningful um and i think even more so when we hold it in its proper context rather than trying to make it fit our context for our needs yeah yeah, not my favorite letter. I think a lot of the questions they have are just questions I don't have. Sure. So, like, I mean, like, so it's a lot of like. I've never wanted to sacrifice meat to an idol. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's a lot of answers to questions I don't care about, or yeah. or have already, in a sense, like, gone over. Right. You yeah. Know? So like, I think there's important things in there. Uh, if I was like, let's do a Bible study on one of the letters of Paul, this would be pretty low mm. on, on my 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 thinking. Um, just because, again, I think it's just questions that we just, as a, as our church culture, no longer really have. Yeah. And so, but I think it's important to be like, this is a church f- trying to figure it out, and Paul is guiding them through this process. And yeah. they're getting a lot wrong. And it also kind of reminds me, like, maybe I don't need to be so quite so arrogant about, like, my own theological beliefs. Because mm-hmm. if I was back then, maybe uh, Paul or Apollos or Peter or whoever mm-hmm. would be writing to me saying, like, you're getting a lot wrong. Yeah. Right. Like, and uh, and that's okay. And so. I'd be like, whatever, Paul. Right. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm the Apostle Patrick. Yeah. St. Patrick, eventually. There is a St. Patrick. That's yes. much later yeah. In, yeah. in church history. He has a holiday. He does. Yeah, take that, Paul. What you, do you, don't even, you don't even get off of school, though. So how big a holiday is it? You know, so yeah. like it's true. I don't know. Paul doesn't have a holiday, so he doesn't. It's bigger than that. Yeah, it's at least big enough to have green beer. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So Paul should have aimed higher. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. Any final thoughts? Closing remarks? Do we want to do a thumbs up thing? Are we good with that? Yeah. Sure. All right. Thumbs. Thumbsies. I give it a one. Patrick gives it a one. Elise and I both give it solid one, one and, and a half. half. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like Corinthians. As far as like Paul's letter, I think Corinthians is one of the more interesting ones to read. I, I agree. It's, it's not, different. Yeah. It's just real different. And there's, it's interesting stuff, <laughs> but yeah. it's, you know, more interesting when we keep it in its context. So, yeah. all right. Well, hey, if you enjoyed this tribute to the best episode that we had ever recorded, which was last <laughs> Let's year. Let's make sure. Which is lost forever. Oh, still recording. Oh, good. Thanks. Because oh, we're not doing this again. <laughs> Yeah, we just have to do something. The podcast would be like, First Corinthians, read it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. If you liked this or any of our other uh, previous episodes about the Bible, which have pre- apparently been going on for over two years, uh, you can find all of that at beyondsundaypodcast.com. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think about those books and let us know where we should go next because we've uh, covered two of Paul's letters. There's plenty more. 
yeah. uh, or we can go to some of the other ones, uh, the, the, the other letters by other people. You know, there's lots of lots of opportunities. Sure. The world is, I don't know, what's less than an oyster? Like, it's not like... A clam. Sure, the world is our clam. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so, with that, if you have any other uh, thoughts or questions, or if you want to know what Elise had done at the dentist when she told me she was going to fly a plane... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it might be, uh, you can send those questions to us at beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. Why are we asking people to ask questions about Elisa's right. medical it's history? Kind of basis, I don't even. want them to ask me questions about my medical history. So. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, there you go. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.